Today is the 22nd day of November. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is great to be here with you all cozy around the global campfire as we move forward together. Like every day, the next step forward. That step forward will lead us back into the book of Ezekiel. In the Old Testament, and then when we get to the New Testament, we have some brand new territory to move into. The letters of Peter, and of course, we'll begin with First Peter, and we'll talk about that when we get there. But first, we're reading from the Christian Standard Bible this week, and today, Ezekiel chapter 44, verse 1 through 45. Verse 12. The man then brought me back toward the sanctuary's outer gate that faced east, and it was closed. The Lord said to me, This gate will remain closed. It will not be opened, and no one will enter through it, because the Lord, the God of Israel, has entered through it. Therefore, it will remain closed. The prince himself will sit in the gate to eat a meal before the Lord. He is to enter by way of the portico of the gate and go out the same way. Then the man brought me by way of the north gate to the front of the temple. I looked, and the glory of the Lord filled his temple, and I fell face down. The Lord said to me, Son of man, pay attention. Look with your eyes and listen with your ears to everything I tell you about all the statutes and laws of the Lord's temple. Take careful note of the entrance of the temple along with all the exits of the sanctuary. Say to the rebellious people, the house of Israel, this is what the Lord God says. I have had enough of all your detestable practices, house of Israel. When you brought in foreigners, uncircumcised in both heart and flesh, to occupy my sanctuary, you defiled my temple while you offered my food, the fat and the blood. You broke my covenant by all your detestable practices. You have not kept charge of my holy things, but have appointed others to keep charge of my sanctuary for you. This is what the Lord God says. No foreigner, uncircumcised in heart and flesh, may enter my sanctuary, not even a foreigner who is among the Israelites. Surely the Levites, who wandered away from me when Israel went astray, and who strayed from me after their idols, will bear the consequences of their iniquity. Yet they will occupy my sanctuary, serving as guards at the temple gates and ministering at the temple. They will slaughter the burnt offerings and other sacrifices for the people and will stand before them to serve them. Because they ministered to the house of Israel before their idols and became a sinful stumbling block to them, therefore I swore an oath against them. This is the declaration of the Lord God, that they would bear the consequences of their iniquity. They must not approach me to serve me as priests or come near any of my holy things or the most holy things. They will bear their disgrace 
and the consequences of the detestable acts they committed. Yet I will make them responsible for the duties of the temple, for all its work and everything done in it. But the Levitical priests descended from Zadok, who kept charge of my sanctuary when the Israelites went astray from me, will approach me to serve me. They will stand before me to offer me fat and blood. This is the declaration of the Lord God. They are the ones who may enter my sanctuary and approach my table to serve me. They will keep my mandate. When they enter the gates of the inner court, they are to wear linen garments. They must not have on them anything made of wool when they minister at the gates of the inner court and within it. They are to wear linen turbans on their heads and linen undergarments around their waists. They are not to put on anything that makes them sweat. Before they go out to the outer court, to the people, they must take off the clothes they have been ministering in, leave them in the holy chambers and dress in other clothes, so that they do not transmit holiness to the people through their clothes. They may not shave their heads or let their hair grow long, but are to carefully trim their hair. No priest may drink wine before he enters the inner courts. He is not to marry a widow or a divorced woman, but may marry only a virgin from the offspring of the house of Israel, or a widow who is the widow of a priest. They are to teach my people the difference between the holy and the common, and explain to them the difference between the clean and the unclean. In a dispute, they will officiate as judges and decide the case according to my ordinances. They are to observe my laws and statutes regarding all my appointed festivals and keep my Sabbaths holy. A priest may not come near a dead person so that he becomes defiled. However, he may defile himself for a father, a mother, a son, a daughter, a brother, or an unmarried sister. After he is cleansed, he is to count off seven days for himself. On the day he goes into the sanctuary, into the inner court to minister in the sanctuary, he is to present his sin offering. This is the declaration of the Lord God. This will be their inheritance. I am their inheritance. You are to give them no possession in Israel. I am their possession. They will eat the grain offering, the sin offering, and the guilt offering. Everything in Israel that is permanently dedicated to the Lord will belong to them. The best of all the first fruits of every kind and contribution of every kind from all your gifts will belong to the priests. You are to give your first batch of dough to the priest so that a blessing may rest on your homes. The priests may not eat any bird or animal that died naturally or was mauled by wild beasts. When you divide the land by lot as an inheritance, set aside a donation to the Lord, a holy portion of the land eight and a third miles long and six and two-thirds miles wide. This entire region will be holy. In this area there will be a square section for the sanctuary. 875 by 875 feet, with 87 and a half feet of open space all around it. 
From this holy portion you will measure off an area eight and a third miles long and three and a third miles wide, in which the sanctuary, the most holy place, will stand. It will be a holy area of the land to be used by the priests who minister in the sanctuary, who approach to serve the Lord. It will be a place for their houses, as well as a holy area for the sanctuary. There will be another area, eight and a third miles long and three and a third miles wide for the Levites, who minister in the temple. It will be their possession for towns to live in. As the property of the city, set aside an area one and two-thirds miles wide and eight and a third miles long, adjacent to the holy donation of land, it will be for the whole house of Israel, and the prince will have the area on each side of the holy donation of land and the city's property, adjacent to the holy donation and the city's property, stretching to the west on the west side and to the east on the east side. Its length will correspond to one of the tribal portions from the western boundary to the eastern boundary. This will be his land as a possession in Israel. My princes will no longer oppress my people but give the rest of the land to the house of Israel according to their tribes. This is what the Lord God says. You have gone too far, princes of Israel. Put away violence and oppression and do what is just and right. Put an end to your evictions of my people. This is the declaration of the Lord God. You are to have honest scales, an honest dry measure, and an honest liquid measure. The dry measure and the liquid measure will be uniform, with the liquid measure containing five and a half gallons and the dry measure holding half a bushel. Their measurement will be a tenth of the standard larger capacity measure. The shekel will weigh 20 geras. Your mina will equal 60 shekels. Okay, so this brings us to our New Testament reading for today and its new territory that we are moving into. Uh, first, Peter. And so, uh, Peter's not somebody that we don't know. Actually, Peter's somebody that we kind of met at the very beginning of the year. And he was one of the disciples of Jesus. And so we followed along with Jesus. And Peter was there many, many times. Many, many famous stories include Peter in the Gospels. And then we got to the book of Acts and we learned more about Peter's transformation and how it was that he kind of moved from a fisherman into a very, very powerful speaker and ambassador for the kingdom and church leader. And so we know who Peter is and we know some of his comings and goings. This would be the first time that we can hear his passion in a written form. And if we're still kind of getting over James, which we just went through, and James kind of comes out of nowhere and smacks us upside the head and says, basically, you can't read a script. If you've been given a Christian script and you're reading the lines, but you're just acting, you're an actor like carrying out the script, that's nothing. 
Your changed life tells the truth about who you are. Not so much what you say. Anybody can say anything. Among other things that James had to tell us. So if we're still kind of moving past that going, wow, that was a spanking. We remember getting to know Peter a bit in the Gospels. We know that he can be feisty. So it's like we're ready to dish out a second helping of what James was teaching. And we will have some more direct, forthright, look us in the face, look us right in the eyes and tell us the truth coming out of 1 Peter. And so we just need to be ready and embrace that. Now, Peter, Peter's name, his given name was Simon, maybe Simeon, Simon Peter, right? But by the time Peter was a part of the inner circle of Jesus' disciples, Jesus was calling him Cephas. And Cephas in the Aramaic language means rock. And so when Aramaic is then translated into the more common Greek of the New Testament, the word is Petros. Petros in Greek means rock. And this is how we get to the sort of modern day name Peter. It's a translation out of the Greek. But having the, uh, the, the advantage of knowing Peter's story from the Gospels, we know that Peter reached a very, very, very low mo- moment, denying three times that he knew Jesus, that he even knew Jesus. This is taking place in the courtyard of the high priest as Jesus is being tried and then subsequently crucified. And so we watched this happen to Peter. We watched Peter realize what he was doing and what he had done. We watched him weep in repentance. We watched Jesus by the shores of the Sea of Galilee restore Peter. And we have followed Peter all the way from there to the upper room in Jerusalem where the Holy Spirit came with what appeared to be tongues of fire, the coming of the Holy Spirit. And in the book of Acts, we saw that uh, pretty quickly after that, because people were hearing people in this upper room speak in languages that they understood, but not languages that they should be able to speak. And so they're saying, these guys are just drunk. And it's Peter that steps forward and says, they're not drunk. It's nine o'clock in the morning. And then he proceeds to share the gospel in a very, very powerful way. Now, we're later in the development of the church. Peter is a church leader. I mean, there's so many other things we could talk about Peter. Like, we're just skimming the surface of what we know from the New Testament. But this is who Peter is. And by the time that he is writing, now the church has developed a little bit. And Peter writes this letter and identifies the location as Babylon. Most scholars find that to be synonymous with Rome. And Peter addresses the letter to the chosen people of God who are foreigners living in the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. And these were provinces of the Roman Empire, all now located within modern-day Turkey. And Peter's using this term, God's chosen people who are living as foreigners. That's something that everybody, every Jewish person would have understood. 
understood. Those who had been cast away, moved away, gone away in many uh, exiles, in fleeing from persecution, looking for safety and peace. Basically, the foreigners in the diaspora, those who had been dispersed all over the world. Peter is forthright. He is direct. He is not afraid to say what he needs to say, but he's not trying to be mean or condemning. He is trying to be encouraging and lift up those who are suffering because of their faith in Jesus and to encourage them that there is hope and it's a glorious hope, but endurance is necessary. Endurance is necessary. This becomes such an important early church theme that permeates the New Testament. Something that so often we think we're absolved from. We don't have to struggle. We have a mighty God. But our brothers and sisters who were founding this movement, they had to endure. And endurance is part of the story. And so just understanding that it's a part of the story should reframe the categories in our minds because we think that all hard things are bad things when actually sometimes they're just endurance. They're just things we have to move through. There are lessons there for us to learn. And this is certainly true of the lessons that Peter has for us to learn. And so with that, we begin. 1 Peter chapter 1 Verses 1 through 12. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those chosen, living as exiles, dispersed abroad in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the spirits to be obedient and to be sprinkled with the blood of Jesus Christ. May grace and peace be multiplied to you. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you. You are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. You rejoice in this, even though now for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials so that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold, which, though perishable, is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him and you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, 
The prophets, who prophesied about the grace that would come to you, searched and carefully investigated. They inquired into what time or what circumstances the Spirit of Christ within them was indicating when he testified in advance to the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you. These things have now been announced to you through those who preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Angels long to catch a glimpse of these things. Psalm 119 17 to 32 Gemel Deal generously with your servant so that I might live, and I will keep your word. Open my eyes so that I may contemplate wondrous things from your instruction. I am a resident alien on earth. Do not hide your commands from me. I am continually overcome with longing for your judgments. You rebuke the arrogant, the ones under a curse who wander from your commands. Take insult and contempt away from me, for I have kept your decrees. Though princes sit together speaking against me, your servant will think about your statutes. Your decrees are my delights and my counselors. Delet. My life is down in the dust. Give me life through your word. I told you about my life and you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Help me understand the meaning of your precepts so that I can meditate on your wonders. I am weary from grief. Strengthen me through your word. Keep me from the way of deceit and graciously give me your instruction. I have chosen the way of truth. I have set your ordinances before me. I cling to your decrees. Lord, do not put me to shame. I pursue the way of your commands, for you broaden my understanding. Proverbs 28, 8 through 10. Whoever increases his wealth through excessive interest collects it for one who is kind to the poor. Anyone who turns his ear away from hearing the law, even his prayer is detestable. The one who leads the upright into an evil way will fall into his own pit, but the blameless will inherit what is good. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for this new territory that we are in in the letters of Peter. Holy Spirit, come and lead and guide and direct and correct. Move us forward let these letters that are straightforward and forthright speak directly the truth into our lives, causing us to change, to repent, to move in new directions. 
We love you, and you have no problem guiding us. We have problems following you. This has been the human story. This is the story that we read of through the Bible. We want to go our own way, and then we hate when we get there, and then we blame you that we got there. May we follow where you are leading so that wherever we go, we are with you, and wherever that ends up, that is good. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. That is where you find out what is happening around here. It's well, it's Thanksgiving week here in the United States, and then Friday after Thanksgiving is Black Friday, and then we are off to the races, and so that's where we are, right out in front of it by mere days. So that's exciting, and it's exciting that regardless of what's going on, day by day, step by step, we continue our journey through the scriptures, including this week. And so, as always, we stay connected and move forward together. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you. Humbly, thank you for your partnership. As we begin to turn our way toward home and the conclusion of another year together, thank you for your partnership. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I will be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hello from beautiful Cincinnati, Ohio. This is Daniel Johnson, Jr. I am speaking this to you on Thursday, November 17th, 2022. Today, 31 years ago, I was sick and tired of my life. I repented and made Jesus Lord. And I have worked and been working to make Jesus Lord every day, every moment since that time that I may first made Jesus Lord and was baptized. I've done good day, good days. Um, and then I've had other days that are not so good. And um, more than anything, it's just continual repentance. And my hope is that by the time that I'm done with my journey, it will be said of me that he made Jesus Lord every day. So I'm excited about that. And of course, every year in the Daily Audio Bible, when we come to this day, I'm reminded of, of this and also the favorite scripture that really goes along with a rebirth day is Psalm 116, which we read today. And I don't know by heart 
the NIV version, which is what we read today, but I know the message version and uh, verse 12 through 14, what can I give back to God for all the blessing he's poured out on me? I will lift high the cup of salvation and follow through on all the promises I've made to him. So amen, Lord, make it so. Uh, from beautiful Cincinnati, Ohio, this is Daniel Johnson Jr. God bless you and let's make it a great day. Hello, DAB family. It's Widespread Jesus out of Omaha, Nebraska. I was calling regarding a couple of prayer requests that I have. Uh, first is for my niece. Um, she's 19 years old. She's living on her own. She's having roommate issues where um, her roommate le left her. So now she's in some financial trouble. Um, she's have a lot of anxiety, having migraines, you know, filled with stress at that age. And she's seeking wisdom and and discernment from me as her uncle and I want to be there for her but I don't know exactly what to do for her or how to support her so I pray for this whole situation I pray for relief and breakthrough for her and I pray for wisdom and uh, discernment and for me and the whole situation to help her out and uh, I also have a prayer request for my job situation it's been a pretty str struggle lately um, over the last few months and I have an opportunity to make a pivot within the same company, which I do love. So I really do think this is God's calling for me, um, but I want to make sure it is the right, uh, the right uh, move for me for the future. Um, so if you could lift me up in prayer and, and that I can have clarity in the decision. And uh, I just greatly appreciate the prayers for that. And then also an update on our friend Nick. Um, who's battling uh, liver failure. He's still in the ICU, which is unbelievable. I mean, it's been going on five, six months and there's little progress, but not, not major strides. So I appreciate continued prayers for him. I thank you, DAB family. I love you. Um, and I just thank you for all, all the prayers and thank you for this community. And I lift up Jesus and all praise and glory to him. Amen. Hey, Dad family, this is Jasmine calling in from New York. I haven't called since like September of 2021, the beginning of my junior year in high school. And I'm just calling in. This is my senior year in high school at the moment. And I've been going through the same thing since last school year where I'm strong in my faith and my devotions to God during the summer. But once school gets here, I start to fall back on it and start to procrastinate only not only with just getting closer with God and meditating on his word day and night but also with schoolwork because I am a determined student and I've been just going through procrastination and even anxiety and low self-esteem like all of it is just hitting in all directions and I just ask for prayer I ask you guys to pray for me so that I can be able to just keep walking in faith and have the courage to keep moving and the strength and the the power that the Lord has given me because I really lost the courage that I've had. I don't, I feel like I don't have anyone like around me to just uplift me and like brothers and sisters in Christ to just influence me to do what I should be doing. So I just pray and I thank you guys for, well, I, yeah, I thank you guys for just praying for me. And I've been praying in the backgrounds as well. Like, Val in Vegas, you make us, you make me smile every single day, and um, blind Tony as well. So I thank you guys, and yeah, bye.
Hey everyone, good evening. It's David from California. I uh, just wanted to say hello to all the dabbers out there. Um, haven't called in in a while, but um, for some reason it's been on my mind and I just have not been able to get it out of my mind. Um, and also my heart, I think. So I just want to pray. There's There's four people that stand out to me that I just want to pray for. Two of those, uh, one was a gentleman and the other one was a woman who one of them said that he wanted to be wiped away from existence and the other woman uh, said she wanted to not wake up ever again. Um, and the gentleman had said that he's given and he's talked to churches and they said that he's doing something wrong and everything else like that. And I just gotta say, brother, you know, for, for anybody to say that you're doing something wrong, um, even if it's somebody that's a pastor and anything else like that, yes, we hold them up to a higher standard, but they're still human and they're still not God. And only God can be the one to tell you that. So I pray for you and the woman who wanted to not ever wake up again, sister, I just, I pray that that God is able to touch you. Um, and then there's the woman who, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not remembering your name, whose husband passed away at one o'clock in the morning after a marriage of 41 years, who still called in for somebody else. Man, I, I just, it floors me that that you, you had the heart to call even though your husband had just passed away. Good evening, Daily Audio Bible. This is uh, Chris Han. And um, some of you may have heard my prayers, asking for prayers in the past several years, and um, I'm really needing them again. So on Friday, um, I will be going to court with um, my husband for our divorce that I've been praying for nine years. That wouldn't happen. The Lord stopped it several years ago and nothing happened until here recently and my husband filed papers again. And as everyone may know that he uh, had an affair and left and I have been faithful in praying and believing and trusting that we can reconcile and come back together. He has been in my life for almost 38 years and I am absolutely just heartbroken. And as it's getting closer, it's getting harder. And I'm just asking for your prayers that I could get through this and that the Lord would hear my prayers in all of this. And even now, still praying for reconciliation. But I need prayers to be able to get through this. <laughs> Thank you. And God bless.